This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Here's Craig Earlham. Let's talk about Arcadia as we must um, into administration. Now, does that mean that there are little bits that people might want to pick out of the wreckage? Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a number of brands within that group, some of which are more are, do better than others. So Topshop is the, the kind of golden goose here. That that's the one which I think that there'll be no lack of uh, interest in. But there's a number of other brands um, in that group where I just don't think there's going to be very much interest. The challenge is that regardless of which brands there is interest in, this is an entire group which has not caught up. Uh, to the reality of the, the where we live in right now, they are very much retail outlets. They are not. Uh, they do not have an online presence. So even the brands that are saved uh, is likely to come with some store closures and with redundancy. So regardless of how this plays out, I struggle to see, unfortunately, a situation in which there isn't mass redundancies for those brands that are saved and for those brands that are unfortunately left to die. So there's all sorts of issues here. Um, many sympathies to the 13,000 staff who will become unemployed. Many of them will be women, of course. Um, and But there's a pension aspect to this as well, isn't there? Is this another Carillion? The, I mean, it, it, dep- it depends. I mean, we've obviously obviously saw the, the pension um, aspect as well with Sir Philip Green with regards to BHS. Um, they found a way to partially plug that hole uh, with a c- contribution uh, from uh, Sir Philip himself. So I guess it depends on how much political pressure can be applied uh, in order to try and uh, get him to plug the vast majority of that hole. Uh, just, it's, it's, it's obviously going to be difficult and I'm, it's going to be an extremely long process. Uh, I guess the, the, the most pressing uh, impact is going to be the unemployment side of things because it, it seems that uh, we are we are seeing a large number of people becoming unemployed in that particular sector at this point mm-hmm. and that's going to be extremely damaging. This is obviously... Um, Jobs which are, tend to be lower paid, which, as you say, um, it, it impacts more women than men, and uh, there's there's a whole range of issues uh, with in, in respect to that. And I think that's probably the most pressing uh, issue right now. And the ideal situation is that as many of these businesses as possible can be brought out of administration, uh, and as many shops as possible can be uh, kept going as part of, prior to the trans any transformation taking place. Luckily, as long as Mike Ashley's around, you have to think that there's always going to be a buyer for many of these businesses. Businesses. Yeah. Mm. No, no, t- just let's let's talk about Mike Ashley. I mean, is is he still on the fringes as far as you you can make out? He's he's still he's still the the, the the one of the vultures circling. I think I think he's shown an interest in the past. He did offer the the the, the firm a, a lifeline uh, in terms of a loan. Uh, and I, if I'm not mistaken, he has said that he would be interested in part, as parts of the business. I mean, he, let's be honest, he's been scooping up various parts of the high street now for a number of years. Um, clearly, there's some there, there's something that he knows that the rest of us aren't entirely aware of. Obviously, um, he's uh, been successful with other part of his uh, his his business empire but it seems that there's now so many parts of the high street that are running into difficulties um, obviously the story linked to with this story links quite heavily with Debenhams as well which is mm. which Mike Ashley's had an interest in in the past as well uh, it seems that he still thinks that the high street has uh, has a future and obviously there's going to be a lot of people with a, which means a lot of jobs who are going to be happy about that prospect the question is going to be just how many of these businesses is he going to be interested in because as I say there's some which uh, um, which have much better prospects than others. 
a former boss, a, a former boss of Topshop, which was in the Arcadia family, she said that uh, Philip Green was not a retailer, is not a retailer. He's a, a deal maker, um, and she also said that actually that sort of young person's fashion, if I can put it rather fustily like that, is 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 a minefield. I mean, it's a terribly, terribly difficult business to do well in. You've got to be up to the minutes and all the rest of it. And he was a he was a famous technophobe, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean the. Yeah, he was uh, he was a famous telephone. I think the best best uh, way I've, I've seen him described is that he's an analog man in a digital world, and I think that pretty much sums it up. If you look at all the brands which fall under this Arcadia um, brand, none of them have a massive online presence, and and he has not invested in online um, over the course of many many years, despite the fact that others have have uh, have done very well out of it. And it seems that he's not done very well on the high street either. I mean, I do remember a time when Topshop and Topman uh, were very popular, even. Um, not too, not too many years ago, but they were probably far, far more than I'll, I'll realise. Uh, things like Burton's were, were were very popular as well, and it just doesn't seem like he's kept up with the time. So they, they, he's he's faced competition online from companies like ASOS, Boohoo, uh, and then he's faced online pre- uh, online competition from from Zara and uh, and Primark that um, that, have, that have kind of edged him out in terms of competition, which is a shame because, like I say, many of these brands were extremely popular at one stage, and and it just seems like a, a, a series of terrible decisions has left the entire group now in, in a very perilous situation. I do think some with in in the case of some brands, it's not too late to save them, but like uh, but. I think it's going to take a massive effort because we know what these trends are like. It takes a lot of effort to get things, uh, for things to be popular, uh, especially when it talk, you're talking about a younger demographic. Uh, and the, so there is a massive job on their hands. And I just think with some brands, that's going to be a bit easier. Uh, and with some brands, I think it's going to be near impossible. Let's move our attention to the cost-benefit analysis that's 40-odd pages long that uh, Boris Johnson um proposed and has published uh, and that has not convinced people if you stand back from all this i mean it does you know cost benefit analysis was something that was never applied to the precautions such as they were taken um or lockdowns and the rest of it about covid in the beginning are we are we shifting to an acknowledgement that actually the economy might just be trashed by all this yeah, I, th- I mean, we have to remember that Boris Johnson is surrounded by various people. He is surrounded by scientists who I think get far too much, far too much public attention uh, in terms of the uh, either the heroes or the villains uh, w- when it comes to uh, COVID. And I think that's completely wrong. But Boris Johnson himself has to take the advice of the scientists and he has to take the advice of the uh, of economists and he has to decide what the right balance is um, because you can't just trash the economy until co- until COVID goes away. Uh, so this kind of cost benefit analysis is going to be the type of thing which he has to base his views on uh, as a kind of entirety taking everything into account the difficulty is I feel like we've gone through a period of around five years where something like a cost-benefit analysis is kind of also based on things like forecasts uh, and I feel like we've gone through a period where trust in things like forecasts has been completely undermined so it doesn't matter what he presents he's always he's always going to be told that that sort of rubbish and that we need to do this instead We've debated in the past, haven't we, the difference between a forecast and a scenario, and those those two words tend to be synonymous, and of course they're not, are they? 
No, and we, and we need to remember that these things are always there to guide. No one's ever claiming that they are factual. No one's ever claiming that this is exactly how things are going. They're saying that this is, with the with all of the information with hand, this is the best estimate that we can have. We can't predict the future. No one's sitting here like Mystic Meg around her little glass ball. Uh, this is this is a forecast based on all the evidence that we have to hand, and this is the best estimate that we have, and that's how people make opinions. That's how people make opinions when, when they're investing in businesses, when they're running businesses, and they're trying to decide where it is they want the they wanted to focus on they're basing it on similar uh similar idea ideas but it feels like say we've been through a period of five years maybe a little bit more where trust and faith in this has been completely undermined and therefore we're in a situation now where yes maybe he might just win over just enough mps if labor abstains uh in order uh to get this through but there's just there's just such a lack of trust in, in things like that now which i think is entirely wrong uh which means it's not going to be straightforward there is going to be a continued rebellion and we've got to remember this is about one set of tier, tiered restrictions going into the into the new year once we've had the christmas period more severe uh, restrictions may be uh, and maybe even another lockdown may be warranted hopefully not uh, but uh, and, and we may learn a lot from the u.s thanksgiving period but uh i, I feel like rebellions that he's facing now are only going to be are only going to increase Greg Earlham, thank you very much indeed. This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Oh, oh, oh.